Hello, everybody. Welcome to the wonderful world of football shirts, your weekly podcast with uh, all things football shirt related. Um, I am joined by the triathlete in training, the forever handsome Mark Stern. Say hello, Mark. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I was made better by your little smile then. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, how, how is the triathlete in training? Good. <clears throat> yeah, I've been pretty busy the last couple of days. Um, so I had a running session last night, uh, which was like a, a hill session. So basically just running up and down a hill um, multiple times. Um, so that was last night. And then this morning I got up early and did a 11 and a half K run around my neighborhood, which was also nice. Keep the legs moving. We're going tonight to watch the Berliner Eisbären, who are the Berlin um, ice hockey team. Ooh. We're going to the ice hockey tonight. No, actually, no, you say that. Tangent. We, we haven't spoken about anything related to football shirts yet, but there we go. No, but um, I remember that, especially in Germany, there's a whole relationship between all the sports teams in that area, aren't there? Like, I remember when I went to go and watch Hamburg, mm. Hamburg had their football team and their handball team, and they wear the same kits almost. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I know that um, there's a Brazil, not a Brazilian, a Barcelona basketball team mm -hmm. that wear pretty much the Barcelona kit, but in basketball yeah. format. Is that the same with this ice hockey? Do they have a relationship with... Or no? no, they don't. But I think I'm probably wrong. But I think there is a a Red Bulls uh, ice hockey team. Oh. I think I'm not going to Google it because I don't yeah. really care. But <laughs> 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 yes, something I probably never spoke about ice hockey on this show. So uh, let's keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, little kind of like tidbit. Today we've got an interview. We do. Interview. We've got a chat. Um, well, it was an interview as such. I don't like to call them interviews. It's very formal. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Chat with I like better. Um, but we're going to save we that. To? Well, we're going to save oh. that oh. because we've got some bits to digest first, okay. haven't we? Some yes. football shirt news. So we've like eaten them, and now we're going to digest them. Is that right? Yeah. Or as Mark Stern likes to say, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, I do say that quite a lot, don't I? I like it. I like it a lot. I yeah. find editing, I always repeat what you say. If you say something really statement-wise, I repeat it back. <laughs> ah. Ah. Peeling see. behind the curtain. Peeling behind the curtain. See, I did it again. And that was on purpose. Anyway, yeah. Mark, I'm sure you've seen this as an Arsenal fan. Mm. But uh, Machino have released a um, a range of clothing today yes. and or not today this week last week and i kind of saw it and went that looks familiar and it did look familiar didn't it because am i wrong in thinking it looks exactly like the 1995 arsenal goalkeeper shirt Oh, it's essentially exactly the same. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's yeah, it's quite weird actually. Obviously, I um, am a completely fashion conscious guy as I sit here in my plain blue uh, plain blue jumper. But I, I didn't see this sort of in the news. But I did see it from our friend um, 
Mr. Ramberg, uh, who obviously was the designer of the original Arsenal shirt. Um, and he he also posted this week with the sort of side by side. It's the like sort of starry sort of stars in circle design. But yeah, I mean, it's it. I can't I'm zooming in and I can't tell any difference between the patterns. At no, all. There, 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 there is none. I can't see it either. The only difference, of course, is that uh, the, the David Seaman goalkeeper shirt has a big star in the middle. Yeah. A black star with uh, got a grey slash silvery trim around it, which mm. kind of. But it's exactly the same. I thought that's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. We know, you know, we love our fashion and our football shirts here. And when the two worlds combine, and here we've combined it maybe accidentally. Maybe like yeah. someone just thought, oh, there's a really cool design I'm thinking of. They drew it and were like, oh, crap, I've just drawn the uh, Arsenal <laughs> 5 goal. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I saw it in my dreams, but yeah. I actually didn't see it in my dreams. I just know that this is a thing. Or maybe enough time has passed that uh, some no one would realise. Yeah. Not that, us, uh, eagle-eyed. Uh... Hey, but that's a nice segue, though, uh, that uh, 95 goalkeeper shirt, because, I mean, this is a very... Um, a very sort of, uh, you know, I'm addressing something that I've done this week um, because I have just bought, uh, I'm very excited about it, uh, the 95 Arsenal shirt um, away. So it's basically the shirt that inspired the away shirt, the third shirt from this season, sorry, the sort of lightning bolt two-tone blue um, effort. And I've bought it. Someone was selling it in long sleeve. Um, it's a size L, so it's probably going to be a bit too big for me. But, you know, we'll go for it with the baggy look. Um, I mean, that's the kind of look. If I was to buy a retro shirt mm. like that in long sleeve, I would probably want it to fit like it was supposed to fit. Back in the day. Back in the day. Now, yeah. I don't recall... Arsenal players in particular, because it's an Arsenal shirt, wearing long sleeves that were all skin tight like they are now. No, no. There'd be a bagginess to it. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. There you are, Mark. I'm very, I'm kind of... very excited. I have to say, and I got it for a, what I think is a brilliant price. Um, yeah, for for under under thirty. 35 pounds i think what the conversion rate would be do you be. think is that because in germany they don't know what they've got they literally so. don't know like you are literally picking up english bargains here because there was something else that you did wasn't there earlier on in the earlier on in last month was it you picked up another bargain that the was england the, shirt. the england shirt yeah i don't think Which we mentioned I, that here either we didn't know <laughs> i can't believe we didn't um yeah the england uh 98 world cup shirt um which i picked up for i think i can't remember how much i think it's about I think 15 it was, euros i say 15 all in i think you paid 15 all in so i mean that shirt is worth what well, i don't know if someone wanted to buy that in the in the uk especially during a world cup sort of campaign you know you're looking at probably eight times that <laughs> i would say 10 times that but yeah so and so yeah there you are you're picking up absolute steals in germany yeah because they don't know what they've got yeah i i, I have to say i've already been in touch with um with uh cutting edge uh, oh nice i've already been in touch i was messaging him earlier on today 
um, just to sort of see what the situation is, whether um, you know whether we can maybe get a, a righty or a bird camp on the back. Oh um, yeah. So let's watch this space on that one. But very excited about that. Really excited. Well, talking about uh, retro shirts, let's just skip right to it. Um, a few weeks ago on uh, one of our podcasts, uh, I saw a... Well, uh, I'm going to ruin half the story that I saw anyway. Hmm. Uh, it's an interview with the Jersey Boys who are on Instagram. They are a shirt-collecting duo, friends that uh, collect shirts and post them. Um, they work together on picking up shirts. I think it's quite cool. Um, you were unfortunately working. This is one of the joys. I mean, not the joys. This is one of the perks of me working predominantly nights is that I've got daytimes free to talk to people. Yeah. Whereas you unfortunately do have a bit more of a tougher schedule to fit things in. More but structure, I guess. More... Well, you All have right. structure. I do have structure, but in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I managed to have a chat with Darren, who is one half of uh, the, the, the the duo, the team. Uh, are you ready to have a listen, Mark? Let's jump straight into it. Let's go. Mark, say roll VT. Roll the VT. Well, the audio T. The AT. Hello, everybody. Oh. Welcome to the wonderful world of football shirts. I have joined with me a special guest. Um, I always try and introduce them, but that kind of ruins the fun of it. So, Darren, over to you. Yeah, hi. So, uh, my name's Darren, and um, I'm one half of the Jersey Boys on Instagram. Uh, that other half can't be here, unfortunately, but uh, that's Michael. And yeah, we're just, uh, you know, just two mates that love our football shirts, and uh, we decided to make an Instagram page. So, like, like most people on Instagram at the moment, <laughs> that's perfectly fine. And my other half is never here either because Mark works normal. Yeah. I say Mark works like a proper job and normal hours, so he's not really yeah. ever available. Whereas <laughs> I seem to kind of find well. I work nights majority, but no one needs to know that. So the Jersey Boys, yes, w w the title is self-explanatory. Yeah, we 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 didn't mean it to be a play on the stage show or the band or whatever. There, you know, it's um, I don't know. It's one of those things we um, so so we come about during lockdown, um, like a lot of the accounts on Instagram suddenly yeah. did, you know, um, and it was. You know, just due to being on furlough and not having anything to do. And me and Michael, we've collected shirts for a few years now. And we just thought, let's, let's just get together and uh, do a page. And, yeah, we, we, we threw some names out there. But, yeah, the Jersey Boys was the one that sort of stuck. And, uh, yeah, we, we went from there, really. Nice. Well, I think uh, my attention, I think I've been following you on Instagram for a while. But my attention got drawn to your page with that uh, West Ham shirt from yes remind me of the year what year was it that would have been 95 96 uh, centenary right. uh, excuse me centenary, yes, uh, that's right the uh the bubbles um, with the 100 in them arguably i'd say our best ever shirt there might be a few older people than me that might say the sort of mid to eight ladies adidas era was the best because we did have some nice shirts then but for me yeah that, that's the best one um okay in terms of detailing in a shirt it, it's got to be the best and 
you know, the most unique up there. You know, Absolutely. what other teams have got others in the shirts, you know, so. So then that kind of led me to, leads me to my first question. Yeah. Team you support. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm a happy hammer at the moment. Happy um, hammer. I've been a, uh, a West Ham fan for, since the age of about four. I'm 35 now. Uh, I've been, well, I was a season ticket holder for well over 20 years at, at the Bowling. Uh, and now, you know, I go to as many games as I can at the new place. And yeah, just couldn't imagine supporting another team, really. You know, they're, they're as cliche as it sounds, they're in my blood. And that's, uh, you know, they're my boys. So, so two questions. Are, are you from that area? Yeah, so I'm, I'm in Essex. So uh -huh. um, I'm sort of borderline Essex-Kent. Uh, there's a famous bridge that separates us the uh, Queen Elizabeth Bridge, which is always blocked, it's always traffic jammed. And yeah, so I'm literally a 35 to 40 minute train journey into London. Sli a slightly off topic, but whereabouts generally, because my wife um, and their family are from Barkingside and uh, my oh, okay. brother lives in Kent. My brother-in-law lives in Kent. Yeah, so I'm in Grays. Oh, Grays, yeah. So, yeah, not far at all, really. Oh, Grays, what a, what a train journey that was. I went to watch, sorry, just off yeah. tangent. I went to watch um, when Wolves signed Michael Kitely from Greys yes, Athletic. Yeah, yeah. There was, was a, boy, yeah. a there was an agreement that Wolves would go and play Greys in a pre-season friendly. And yeah. me and my friend, I, I had a friend who was a Wolves fan when we were both in London, and we both took the train. Oh god, it was so long, and it was so bizarre because you saw these Wolves players, and they had their halftime team talk in the shade on the pitch yeah and i got mick mccarthy to sign my program whilst doing the halftime team talk oh amazing yeah yeah you can't get more non-league than having a team talk on the pitch can you so. No, you <laughs> so a west ham fan and again you said a happy hammer this is uh mm. would you call it a golden period yes you know what it's funny so me and michael were actually talking about this today and we were saying it's probably our best squad since the sort of Rio Ferdinand, Lampard, De Canio eras sort yeah. of thing. Um, I mean, the players we've got, there's quality in every position, which we rarely have, you know, over the years. And also good backup in those positions as well. So, you know, heaven forbid, and I, I'm touching every single bit of wood in my room, if Mikel Antonio gets injured, we, we've got a bit of backup in our wingers, in, you know, Lanzini, Bowen can sort of cut in as well. So, yeah, like you say, it's, it's a golden time at the minute. And top of the Europa League group, uh, fourth in the league, knocked to Man City out of the cup recently. So, yeah, it's it's all coming up. Happy West Ham, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, obviously, you have a passion for shirt collecting. Did that start from an mm. early age? Would you, did you collect shirts from an early age, or is it something you've come into later um, in life? Yeah, I mean, not so much. Well, I, I, I did collect, but it was mainly, you know, like you are as a kid, it's mainly presents bought on your birthdays yeah, and of course. Christmases. Um, and it just built over time. And, yeah, it was, it was only really when I started working and earning money that I decided I, I want to start collecting these things. And, you know, it's only been like over the last few years that we've, I've really seen just how popular it is. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you collect shirts, you think, oh, it's just you that does this, but it's not. There's such a a, a community out there. And luckily, with uh, the Jersey Boys page, you know, myself and Michael have 
really got to get in touch with that community and, and get to know a lot of people like yourself. So yeah, it's been yeah. cool. That's good. Um, I saw so many different branches. I want to go off on what you just said, but I'll start with, do you remember your first shirt? Yes. I should have pulled it out with me. Um, so it was a, oh, 1988, I think it was, uh, away shirt made by Bukta. Yes. I think it was. Um, I, I mean, my, my, eight-year-old and five-year-old don't even fit into it now it's that small <laughs> but yeah i was probably giving to it giving it to me when i was probably first born but yeah that, that was the first one um and maybe afterwards I'll, I'll send you a picture um to show you on, on your on your page but yeah it was um it was white with sort of claret uh neck like a granddad sort of color yeah and it had hammers um in the detail of the shirt and yeah it's a pretty smart shirt and it's um as far as holy grails, I want to eventually get in an adult size when I can, when I find one, and when I've got the money for one, because they're are they quite sort around of the sort, yeah, and they're quite expensive at the moment, around the 200, 250 mark at the minute. So, okay, <clears throat> I yeah, I like that, and I like the fact that you're trying to chase after it as the kind of mm. pinnacle of your football shirt collection. Yeah, as well. Um, I. So I think the next thing I want to say is we'll kind of skip forward to your football shirt collection. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to ask why, and this is kind of what I want to, this is why football shirt collecting to me is so interesting because everyone has different things that they go for, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming your collection started with West Ham shirts and then kind of grew from there or what got you into it? What was the first kind of non West Ham shirt you went and bought? I think it was just, yeah, like you say, it was always West Ham shirts up until sort of mid to late teens. And then, I don't know, it was just watching teams on TV, like, you know, watching uh, the Liga teams and Serie A teams. And, you you know, you're admiring the players on the pitch, but you're also looking at shirts thinking, oh, that's a nice one. Yeah. And um, it just sort of started from there. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe I won't get the West Ham shirt this month and I'll get the Inter Milan shirt this month. And... Yeah, you know, it sort of went from there, really, and the collection just grew, uh, grew and grew ever since, really. That's pretty cool. I yeah. quite, I, I think you and I and anyone else I've spoken to are all of a similar age where we were kind of watching Football Italia in the mornings, uh, you know, yeah. and we had Champions League nights on a Wednesday, Tuesday and a Wednesday on ITV. So that was our introduction to these big teams. Yeah. And so yeah. where where would you buy your shirts from? Because... It wasn't so much of a case of ordering them online as it is now, was it? It's uh... yeah. I mean, so really, with the with the shirt collecting, it sort of started when I'd go on holiday, and I'd just buy a shirt from wherever I was in that area. You know, if yeah. I went to Italy or Spain or you know, and and previous to that, when I was a kid, my granddad used to go holidays to Tenerife and bring me back fake Barcelona and Real Madrid shirts. And I don't know if you remember, you like you say your of that age where um, it used to come in a presentation box with the badge uh, detached from it and used to stitch it on. Yeah. Um, you know, so I used to get them and, uh, you know, back then I didn't realise what it was. You know, I just liked the fact that it was a Barcelona shirt. But yeah, like I say, as I got older, it was definitely, you know, holidays abroad and I'd pick up a shirt where I go. Those are the good fakes though. The bad fakes were the ones that only yeah. cost like five euros when it was uh, 
I think my first one was a, a Zidane shirt where the badge and the name set were all sublimated within the shirt. And it was that really mm. thin material, yeah. which was very ill-fitting, but at the same time, yeah. wore it to death. So that's it. Yeah. That's it. Cool. So <coughs> I can see some shirts behind you. Yes. And um, you've got there, I believe, one of the winners from the classic football shirts, shirt of the year in the yes uh so that's the, shirt. Shirt there. um i'd probably say that's probably one of the, my favorite modern shirts over the last four or five years i'd say definitely okay yeah nice and yeah, then this west ham one you've got on your left shoulder yeah so that's the last ever bowling shirt okay um I, well i mean i do and i think a lot of west ham fans we call it the payette shirt because that was a season where Payet was just on a different level to anyone else in the league at that time. And, um, you know, he left under a cloud, but we'll never forget that season sort of thing. And, yeah, when I look at that shirt, I think of the goals he was banging in, you know. Do you know that actually is a good little bit because a couple of episodes ago, we on the podcast talked about shirts that you remember for goals. You look at a shirt mm. and you see one specific <laughs> goal. Now... He might not even have worn it, but Payet's free kick when Wayne Hennessy was in goal and he went the goalkeeper's yeah, yeah. side and it just, yeah. such a, that shirt, now you say the yeah. Payet shirt, it's that shirt that all I see is that goal. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That was at home. So yeah, he would have had that shirt on. So yeah. Um, yeah. I was at that game and um, yeah, just, you know, it's one of those things when you're at a live game and you just, you see a goal like that going and you think, I can't believe I was actually there to see that, you know, it's that, that was special. So, but yeah, an amazing player. And it's a shame, like I say, it's a shame he left the way he did. But, you know, we've, we've, we've always got that season to look back on and it was a good time, definitely. Absolutely. Um, so how many shirts do you have in your collection at the moment? So it varies, really. Um, I would say at the last count, it was around the 70 to 75 mark. So, okay. yeah, you know, not... Um, not astronomical like there's a few collectors that have got thousands upon thousands but yeah. uh, for me you know there's a few that i might sell on to buy new ones and things like that so that that sort of number sort of circulates and sort of fluctuates up and down so it's around the 65 to 70 it sort of fluctuates up and down um and yeah i mean i i, I do eventually want to get to the magic 100 number but i think that'll be like I say it might even be that first west ham shirt i bought that might be the special shirt that i make the the 100 shirt definitely and so, because you're a duo, are you buying shirts together and sharing custody of it, or is it just? <laughs> are you both the same size? Do you swap? Do you? No. So Michael's a little bit tall. Well, I say a little bit. He's very much taller than me. Um, no, I mean we do buy the same shirts in that we'll order the same shirt sometimes if we like it. Um, but no, unfortunately, you know, there's no custody of any shirts. Mummy and Daddy are, uh, are together, and we do love our shirts. So. <laughs> That's always good to hear. Yeah. And so uh, tell me about the shirt you've got on. Yeah, so this one, um, well, I mean, it's a bit of a practical wear because it's very cold in my conservatory, so I've got the long sleeves on. I go through phases of loving shirts, and at the moment I love goalkeeper shirts, and I want to try and add more to my collection. And, yeah, th this shirt, it just screams over 2000. It's a lovely pattern. Uh, it's got Oliver Kahn on the back as well, who – you know, arguably probably one of the best keepers in the world. Um, Crazy. You know, and yeah, um, so I think it was, yeah, 2002 to 2000, 
four or three. Um, but yeah, just a really nice shirt. And, you know, like I say, goalkeeper shirts at the moment, they're not getting the love from manufacturers like they used to. You know, they used to have some crazy patterns yeah. back in the day where now they're a bit, bit bland and a bit, bit dull, you know. Tell me about it. And I've gone through on the conversation with this plenty of times. It ruins a team's ensemble, if you will, when mm. you've got... Like, let's say, I think I've talked about this, the Manchester United kits from this season are one of the better ones. Arsenal, yeah. another one. Um, <laughs> you know, three brilliant kits. But then you look at the goalkeeper and he's wearing the generic template that yeah. everyone wearing Adidas is wearing. And it just kind of goes, well, yeah. why have you put so much effort into those outfield kits? And Yeah, and I think it says something when not even the elite teams are getting special treatment, you know, even they're getting templates. So that, that, that just shows that there's not a lot of uh, thought going into the goalkeeper jer- jerseys at the moment, which is a shame. Which is why brands like, as a goalkeeper myself, brands like Hummel are coming out with some crazy goalkeeper shirts. Yeah. You know, that kind of Peter Schmeichel throwback a few years ago for Bristol. Oh, yeah. it's. Um, I think there was a Wickham one, wasn't there, recently? Uh, like a kaleidoscope. So yeah. look, um, and I've always tried to hunt that one down. My brother-in-law is actually a Wickham fan, so I've always said if you see that one, you know, make sure you uh, get a size medium so I can have that. But, yeah, it's, um, I like the idea. Yeah, like you, you say, it. it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, if you see it, because you will but, yeah, see like it. You say, it's, exactly, yeah. But like you say, it's definitely the, the sort of lower league teams and the sort of lesser-known manufacturers that are uh, putting the effort in. So what's the prerequisite for you? What's, what constitutes a desire to purchase? Um, there's no really set rules, really. It's just, if I like it, I'll buy it. So it's sort of simple as that, really. Um, I mean, at the moment, I'm trying to collect as, um, every team in the MS. So one team each, um, which is going quite well. I'm on about 15 at the moment. Um, I'm buying a lot of the defunct teams that, that are now gone. So in the background, I've got a New York Metro Stars. Yeah, I thought you had. Who are now who are now the Red Bulls. And I've got a – this is a recent purchase, a Tampa Bay Mutiny. Nice. Uh, this is a 97 home shirt. Uh, they no longer exist. So I'm sort of veering off now. I'm, I'm buying teams that don't exist now. I need to go back and buy the teams that, that do exist in the MLS. So, um, and, of course, with that league, it's all franchises. So – there's more teams getting, you know, popping up every year. So it's making it a bit harder to to complete. But no, I'm enjoying it at the moment. And, you know, it's nice to have a theme at the moment to sort of keep keep with at the moment as opposed to just buying random shirts. So, no, well, so, yeah. it kind of can, it can, I think what you're saying there is it can kind of focus you in because if you were just buying any shirt, if you saw something on eBay for three quid, like, no offence, Rotherham, but you saw a Rotherham away kit for three quid. <laughs> you were like, yep, bye. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and whereas you're, you're kind of, you are being a bit more specific and that's that's good. Yeah. And to be fair, during lockdown, that kind of was what it was at, the, at, at that time. It was just buying anything just to, I think, fight the boredom of lockdown and furlough. You know, so. yeah. But no, and, and, and Michael was probably the same as well, but I think we're, we're sort of, set our sights on a theme now and and things like that so yeah i think michael's um trying to get a west ham 92 home shirt at the moment okay so he's on the hunt for that and and yeah so like obviously he's a west ham fan and a south end fan as well so he's uh you know buying up some old and 
old West Ham and South End shirt. So, but yeah, like you say, it's good to have a theme and stay focused on one thing. So we've already discussed uh, the, the 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 holy grail, which is a, a term yeah. that I I don't really like that much in the uh, the world of football shirt collecting because everyone's is different. Is yeah. that your holy grail, your very first football shirt to find that? Is that the one? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I think that could be even one that I buy and I could take a break from football shirts for a little while. You know, I could just buy that and be happy for a year or two and I would, I'd, I'd happily just take a break from it. So, yeah, I'd say that's, that's definitely the one, one for me. Okay. And are you aware of the football shirts? I know that you, you take pictures of yourself in them, yes. in your garden, which I can see right now. Um, yes, yeah, the famous... I recognise yeah, I rec- I that uh, that fencing from uh, Instagram. <laughs> that's it. But um, do you wear them out? Are you aware of football shirts, or you you know keep um, them locked under? Yeah, I think like like most time, it's more the um, the newer ones that I wear out out and about. But then, like I say, that Tampa Bay Mutiny shirt and the West Ham Bubble shirt, they, they won't get touched. I won't wear them. They'll just sit. Because of risk of pulling them. Or, yeah, and the risk of pulling them and kids touching them with hands and, you know, things like that. So, What's the oldest shirt you've got? The oldest shirt is probably that West Ham one, that 88 okay. away shirt. Um, and then after that, it's it's just early 90s West Ham. So, yeah, they're, they're, the, um, they're the oldest I've got. And what's the newest one you've got? The newest, both the newest in terms of season or in I'm terms of purchase? Both. Let's have a look at both. Okay. Um, in terms of season, oh, I have to think now. I think that would have been the one of the. Can't think. I think it was the Barcelona pink shirt from last season. Yes. Um, or third shirt. It was either third or away. Um, that, yeah. That so that's the, probably the most. The pink with the green shorts, right? Yes, that's I, it. Yeah, I like that a lot. The, like the flamingo it. kit, I think they called it, didn't they? But yeah, that was probably that's the most recent. And then in terms of last purchase, it would be the Tampa Bay shirt that I, I I got recently. Nice. So I would. I, it's going to actually lead me to my next question. I will say yeah. I'll ask this, and it's actually a kind of a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Throughout your collect, throughout your history of loving football and collecting shirts, who makes the best kits? Oh, so that's hard because of, of all time, I'd probably have to say. Oh, I don't know. I'd probably have to say Adidas because okay. they had some really good shirts for sort of late eighties, early nineties, through to the sort of two thousands. Really, they had some really great shirts. But now, I'd say Adidas are a bit falling behind a little bit and like you say i think hummel are probably one of my favorites um and again not to sound too west ham biased but i think umbro just constantly Umbro's bring out great shirts. yeah really bring out great shirts you know it, they, they do crazy patterns which is good like uh, they had a whole one a few seasons ago it was like tiger stripes going across um which was really cool but then they have like our our one there with the um bowling shirt just a plain plain and simple shirt but it looks so smart you know and yeah i, I think i'd probably say umbro over the last 10 years have been my favorite i, I can't say their praises highly enough umbro definitely uh 
one of my favourite brands at the moment. And it'd be a shame when West Ham eventually uh, move on to another supplier. Yes, it would, because I think that's one of the things... Although you, I'm kind of thinking out loud. I like West Ham quite like themselves as being an English club mm. and kind of pride themselves on it. They've, they've brought out a lot of, you know, British ranges of, um, you know, travel wear and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which it, yeah. has, so maybe the Umbro thing might stick being that. Hopefully, yeah. They are kind of yeah. quintessentially. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point, you know. Um, I think that's why it works so well with, with Umbro and West Ham. You know, it's um, you, you know, like you say, it's a British brand, and it, you know, you want to be careful what you say. But you know, the West Ham fans are a, you know, a hardcore British bunch, you know, and they, they like their, you know, their British ba- uh, brands and whatnot. So yeah, like you say, it's probably a match made in heaven. I'd, I'd say Umber and West Ham definitely. So I want to kind of like skip around a bit, and I'll, I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. first of all: Do you have any name sets on the back of any of your shirts, apart from the Oliver Kahn one that you're? And is that? Yeah, I'm going to say, is that ones that you, because you bought them with it on already, or have you specifically requested um, anything? A mix of both, really. So, I I had a phase of buying West Ham shirts with name sets on the back, um, and then rather annoyingly, they'd leave the following season. So I had Defoe, Decanio, <laughs> Bobby Zamora. As soon as I yeah. got his name on his shirt, he left, and you know players like that. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's a few I do have. Um, but what I like doing now, and I think you had him on the show recently, was um, I like to go to Chris at Cutting Edge. Yeah. So I like to buy the shirt, and then I'll I'll have a long hard think about who I want on the back, and then send it to him. So um, he recently done my England away shirt. You know the blue with the red taping around the side. The, the did you get did you get Declan Rice on it? I, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't get anyone else but Declan Rice, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I say, Chris was amazing, you know. Great communication. Yeah, he it weren't a problem at all. And the turnaround was phenomenal. You know, it was about two or three days and it was back with me. I think it was in, he, he'd done it. So it was in time for one of the game, uh, the Scotland game or something like that. So yeah, it was a great turnaround. So I kind of, I like the idea of you spending time to think about you know, who you want to get on the back of the shirt, yeah. especially with the older shirts, because as you say, with that Pyatt shirt, it's a Pyatt shirt. There, there would be no yeah. other name that you'd want to get on the back, really. Exactly, yeah. So growing up, West Ham fan, who were your who were your favourite players? Who was your favourite West Ham player? And then was there another player of another team that you were obsessing over? Yeah, so for me... Growing up, I had two. So I was a centre-half growing up. So for me, it was Julian Dix and Rio yeah. were, were my favourites. You know, they were just phenomenal players. And watching Rio Ferdinand live was brilliant. You know, I, I never saw... It, it was right from one extreme to the other, watching Dix just hoof it out and, you know, crunch people. And then you'd see Rio Ferdinand, you know, just marauding up the field, taking people on, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was like two ends of the spectrum there. Uh, but yeah, they were my two growing up. And then I'd say sort of in later years, you know, Antonio Rice. I mean, pretty much this whole squad at the moment is just brilliant. I love them all. And then one that I I, I actually got his name on my shirt was Dean Ashton. I love Dean Ashton. And it was a, such a shame that, uh, you know, the injury happened to him and he had to retire because I think we, you know, 
obviously as a West Ham fan, but I think as an England fan, we could have had a really special player up top in Dean Ashton. And it was one of those things with Dean Ashton. He was kind of like a Letizia. He wouldn't really do a lot in the game, but then he would pop up with just a ridiculous goal, you know. And and that was sort of his trademark. So, yeah, he was, um, he was a really good player to watch. But, yeah, like I say, it was a shame that the injury happened and, you know, his career got cut short, unfortunately. Kind of, I don't mind talking about West Ham because I know that I keep on thinking about it. You've got plenty of players which were, I mean, heroes, legend. Legends is such an overused term, and I don't like to use it too mm. much. But we've kind of skipped over the fact you had Paolo Di Canio. What was that like? Yes. Um, it was a whirlwind. You know, he he could go from not having a great game to being the best man on the pitch four games in a row you know it was he was just a whirlwind of player amazing to watch um so i was actually at the everton away game where he caught the ball oh, you know really? there's a, wow. yeah yeah where the uh keeper got injured didn't he and i forgot he crossed it in there i might be Trevor sinclair i've got it. i've got it was now doesn't matter but um i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna insert the audio here anyone who on the podcast hopefully if i'm good at editing audio <laughs> now decanio Sportingly, almost unbelievably catches the ball there. What nerve does that take? How many players would have headed that goalwards? And the whole ground rises to what must be one of the moments of the season. Yeah, come on. From- <laughs> cool. yeah and um, and I think we were... It was either 0-0 or 1-0. And we had the chance to win the game. It was very late on in the game. And he just picked it up. And it was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Balls under his um, arm. And he's like, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's who he was. But then, he, he, like I say, he's such a whirlwind. The game before that, if that had happened, he might have just punted it in the goal. So you just you could never predict him. And that's what made him exciting. You know, you're going to the game watching, thinking, what's he going to do this week? You know, Is he, is he a, a cult figure within the West Ham ranks? Or is he... Is he forgettable? Is like as a non-West Ham fan, I think yeah. we see that signing as you know the kind of memorable ones. But how is it? How is it with West Ham? Because also, let's not forget that recently, in the past couple of years, he has been tarnished with some of his yeah outbursts yeah. and things he's said. And like you say, um, no, I, I don't think I don't think there's a West Ham fan that doesn't love him. You know, he's he's done and said some questionable things over the years in terms of his political views, but I I, I think we just look past that and, and see him for the player rather than just the, the man. And he loves us. He's got a West Ham tattoo on his arm. So, yeah, it's, and it's one of those things where, whilst I do love him, I don't think I'd want him around the club, if you know what I mean. No, completely, yeah. So, if we, you know, if, if we were to sack Moyes or Moyes was to go... And he was coming as manager. I don't think I'd like that really. Um, kind of like the whole Lampard going to Chelsea thing, you know, because it was destined to fail. And you know, it, it sort well, of I wouldn't say tarnished his career there, but it left a bit of a a, a, a damp mark, you know. So no, I think name me a time you know, it's worked. Exactly, yeah. You know, we, we had the good years. We love him. He loves us. You know, if he wants to come out at a half time in one game, give us all a wave and sing bubbles with us. Great. But I wouldn't want him managing the team or being a director of football, you know, nothing like that. So yeah, it's one of those sort of things. Okay. So another player 
coming to yeah. the end of his career, Ian Wright. Yes. Now, someone um, I've never seen play live. Is <coughs> was he as electric as and a bag of beans as you think he is? Um, yeah, from what I I saw of him, um, I mean, obviously we didn't get the best years out of him. It was obviously you yeah, know course, at yeah. Arsenal he was amazing, but we we got a good few years out of him. But yeah, I mean, I mean Wright is just one of those guys you can't not like him really. Um, and I can't speak on behalf of other teams that he went to, but I'd like I, I get the feeling from him that he just put effort in wherever he went. So like he was slowing down when he was with us, but he really did put a shift in. And, he, you know, you get a good 60, 70 minutes out of him and then someone else would come on. And, yeah, I, I sort of get that feeling. He was like that when he was at Celtic and how else did he go? Was it Burnley or something like that? He went to, yeah, somewhere like that. So I, I get that vibe from him that he's, he's just, you know, works hard wherever he goes. And, uh, yeah, he's another guy that, you know, it's funny. We used to give him so much stick when he was at Arsenal, but, you know, the minute he put Carrot Blue on, we loved him. So I think he's one of those players that will just be an icon for both teams and you'll kind of you'll mm. forget about the other part of him yeah definitely definitely um i'm kind of going to kind of moving on from kind of classic players um mm-hmm. if you kind of take west hammer's red um yeah. what's your favorite i want to say what's your favorite kit at the moment at Who, the moment mm. it's a very oddball choice we like I board. really like the Norwich shirt at the moment, okay. but I do like it in long sleeve. I don't know if you've seen it in long sleeve. Not yet. As a long sleeve shirt, it works. Short sleeve, it just looks like an average sort of championship league one shirt, but long sleeve, it's got like a yellow and green wavy pattern down the mm-hmm. sleeve. Okay. And it really works, you I know, as a long sleeve shirt. And I'd say another one is Arsenal, just... The things that Arsenal and Adidas are doing together are just amazing shirts every year so far. You know, home, away and third are just all great. And I think it's um, matched by their name sets on the back. I don't know if you've seen those. Yes. Kind of got that classic 90s. And it is kind of, if you imagine the old Arsenal badge, had Arsenal with that curly font. It's that, isn't it? That's it. On the yeah. back. And it's yeah. it looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so it's like a medieval kind of font, isn't it? Yeah. In a way. Um, yeah, I mean, they just, like I say, the things that Adidas and Arsenal are doing together, kind of like West Ham and Umbro, it's sort of like a match made in heaven type deal at the moment. That's true, I guess, because Arsenal, that was kind of bruised banana shirt is probably one of the most mm. famous shirts, and that being Adidas meant that, you know, as soon as they kind of matched back up again, it seemed like the perfect relationship to kind of... <laughs> go from there and it kind of does hark back to what you were saying about us uh, adidas making some of the better kits in those early 90s yeah that that definitely. that bruised banana design the netherlands shirt from like 1982 88 whatever it was yeah you know those kind of classic ones they're so perfect yeah. whereas and i think with um with arsenal as well i i, I mean I, I probably got a bit of a soft spot for arsenal because my uncle is an arsenal fan Okay. And um, yeah, I, I, I do like Arsenal shirts. Even back before, you know, before they went back to Adidas and they had um, Nike shirts, they always seem to have really decent shirts. I think the dark days were the, was it Puma they had for a few seasons? And it yep. was a bit, 
bit hit and miss, but no, definitely Arsenal are up there for me as well. Sort of better teams with uh, with really good shirts, you know. Going back to West Ham, these are the kind yeah. of like silly questions that I like to ask. Favorite sponsor? <laughs> oh, okay. I like. Oh, see, West Ham with sponsors, we're a nightmare. So in the mid two, sorry to go off tangent. In the mid two thousands. We had so many sponsorship deals that fell through midway through the season. Yeah. And then they'll rip that sponsor off and then put like a patch of just a generic. I loved it. White, white uh, box with a number on it. Yeah, I loved it. And they've done it for a few seasons in that in that era. So we've, we've never really had a massively iconic sponsor. Like, like you guys have had Doritos and Goodyear tyres. I would say for us, it's probably Dr. Martins is probably the, the big one that we've had. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Dr. Miles was good. Dagnum Motors was a good one, but that was like a local car dealership around the corner to the bowling. But I think that's um, that's, that's yeah. brilliant because that's that even though football at that point was becoming a multi-million yeah. pound sport, you still had the local car dealership as your sponsor. Like that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Even no, in lower league that. football, you very rarely have Clive's windscreen repair. Yeah as a sponsor yeah. it's a betting company or you know someone who's just the sun newspaper that kind of stuff they're just like yeah. chucking money at it so <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah like you say it's a shame that 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 era's gone um which is why i quite like um there's a few shirts in the sort of football league where oh, i think it might have been wimbledon that had it at one point it was cherry red records or like a local yes. record label and yeah, yeah, yeah and things like that so they had some really good ones uh, Brighton had Fatboy Slim's record label or something like that. So, yeah, like you say, back then it was it was, um, it was good to sort of have that local business. I know Fatboy Slim is on our local business as such, but, you know, it's good to have that little nod to the local area sort of thing. And, yeah, it's a shame that that's going now with betting sponsors and, and things like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, Dagenham Motors. I've really enjoyed talking – it's a kit football shirt chat, but I like going down like different avenues. It's yeah. because that's what football shirts do, isn't it? They just like, they create, com well, I always say it, they're conversational pieces as much as anything else. Mm. Um, does that, yeah. does that influence you with your buying of shirts as well? Do you yeah, maybe yeah. have, I, I, sorry, sorry. yeah, okay. Like, are there any ones in particular where you've kind of gone, I want to get that one or this one's important I mean, because yeah, I mean, like, so I bought uh, one recently. It was a St. Albans City shirt, and it had Enter Shikari on the back, the the emo yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, um, Who are, you know, they're a band I quite like, or the first few albums I liked. I haven't heard any of the new stuff. But, yeah, and I, you know, I've worn that a few times, and people stop me and go, oh, that's a, is, that, is that like the band? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they sponsor the team. And it gets, you know, gets you chatting and things like that. Um, and, and, yeah, yeah, you know, I... I'm probably more guilty of it than the other side of things. So I will probably stop people in the street to talk about their shirt. They're sort of like, what are you doing sort of thing? But uh, it's, no, it's never uh, reciprocated. But yeah, I, you know, if I saw a shirt in the street that I liked, I'd stop that person just to have a chat about it, whether they want to or not. You know, they, they might walk off think, what a weirdo. But, you know. Oh, no, well, I think that if you're going to wear an odd shirt, then you're kind of... Probably want people yeah. to talk. I do the same. I mean, a friend at work who's a Huddersfield Town fan, um, and he work, he like he lives in London, and he gets the same. He, you know, he rocks his town shirt, and 
he gets stopped in the street saying, who's that? And he's like, oh, it's Huddersfield Town. He's like, oh, do you support them? He's like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a Huddersfield fan, a season to go on. And they sort of look at him like, you know, like you probably got with the Wolves show, like, what are you doing down here then, sort of thing, you know? Exactly that. Um, yeah. As someone as well who's kind of gone through the, the ups and the downs of football, though, the joys that you get on the season coming back up, the, mm. the life in the championships are whirlwind, isn't it? And fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's one of those sort of things. I say it to a lot of Man United fans and Tottenham fans to wind them up, but you should give it a try. Give give it a season. Just go down for one season and give it a try. You'll love it. Because um, I did. But when we've gone down, it's, it's fun. You know, you're winning games more. You go to new grounds and yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And like I say, you've you got that feeling of being a big team again. You know, you, you, you're brushing teams aside and it doesn't always work that way. But but yeah, when, when, you're, when you're on top in that sort of league, it is fun to watch. And um, I mean, I don't want it anytime soon, but if it happened 15, 20 years, you know, I'd embrace it like I always yeah. have done when we come down. Um, I can't skip over Upton Park without asking you about the uh, the brilliant film Final Score. <laughs> Classic. Absolutely. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't mind it. It's quite I quite like it. I watch it from time to time. It's always on there. Now, on Sky as, as someone who has been there plenty of times, if you yeah. were to hear shooting and or a motorbike jumping from one stand to the next, would you hear it and or see it? <laughs> well, depending where you sit, you definitely see it. Um, I mean, that, that Upton Park crowd was electric, so you might not have heard it. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, you'll definitely hear the helicopters going over, going over ahead. A you know, but yeah, what what a ridiculous film! But I kind of love it. It's one of those so ridiculous, it's good kind of things, and not just because it's Upton Park. I think if it was a, you know. Tottenham's old stadium or Highbury or, you know, any sort of a stadium. I, I think I would have loved it. I love those sort of terrible but good kind of things, you know. For context, for those of us, that, for those of you that don't know, Final Score yeah. is a film that it's a, I mean, it's a, not a spy film, is it? It's a shooting like action. Die Hard in a football stadium. I like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. With Pierce Brosnan and Dave Bastuta and, um, he stands out like a sore thumb with him, like his <laughs> thick American accent going like going to watch West Ham. Yeah. But um at one scene, he's on a motorbike and he jumps from one stand to the other whilst they're in Europe, aren't they? They're playing in Europe. Is that their last game in yeah, the stadium? Yeah, they're playing some like Russian team or something. Russian yeah. team, yeah. And then obviously what works really well is they blow the stadium up at the end with a big bomb, <laughs> which happened because you'd just moved out anyway. Mm, yeah. So I think that was um I think they did actually do that to one bit of the stadium. They put some yeah. explosives in there and, and, and blew it up, which was uh yes. You could probably speak to a, a few West Ham fans that would hate that if you brought it up. They, they'd really, you know, grit their teeth and be like, Oh, I can't believe they've done that. But you know, it's getting knocked down either way, so why not use it for something like that? So I think we're kind of coming to the end now. We've been talking for mm -hmm. nearly an hour, which is crazy because, like <laughs> again, I could talk for another hour because talking football yeah, shirts yeah, is yeah. always quite nice. <laughs> um, and we know what your kind of, well, I say we know what your plan is. 
what's kind of the plan for Jersey Boys? What do you want to be doing more of? What? Because, um, yeah. I think probably just interact a bit more with the community, you know, do some more lives and giveaways and not just be a page where we post some pictures. We'd like to interact a bit more with a, you know, we've all, we've always spoke about the idea of a podcast that is, you know, finding time and things like that. So, yeah, I think definitely to engage a bit more with the community. That is fantastic because there's so many people that just post for likes mm. and, you know, say, oh, I like your page, come on, like my page. And we are in a world where we literally base everything on how many likes you get on something. Whereas, like yourself, we care a lot about trying to engage and create a bit of a family. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I said at the start, you know, it's one of those things where we didn't realise how big this community was. So, you know, me and Michael, we've met some really cool people along the way, you know, uh, chatted to a lot of people along the way and, you know, like yourself. Um, so, yeah, we, we want to try and interact a bit more with the community and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that very soon. And I guess as well, the more you do that, the more you're going to open your eyes because mm. we only ever see a certain amount of football shirts. And like I said before, like right at the very beginning, I would never have known that West Ham shirt, that centenary shirt was so lovely yeah. had it not been for the yeah. fact that I, you know, came across your page or your post at that specific yeah. time. Definitely. So. I mean, there's there's so many accounts. So there's, I won't shout out everyone that I know, but there's a few accounts. Um, there's a guy called Woody, who's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Oh, and yeah. some of the shirt some of the shirts he's bringing, you know, he's bringing to the table from the sort of early mid nineties um, of Sheffield Wednesday. It's just, I didn't even know they existed and they're, they're amazing shirts. And again, they, they, you know, there's a few others that support specific teams and they, they show a shirt off that you've never seen before. And it's uh, yeah, like you say, it's great to see. So if people want to follow your Instagram account or any other accounts that you have, uh, if they don't already, and you should be following them, where can you find uh, what? What's your handle? Yeah, so we're uh, the underscore underscore Jersey underscore underscore boys. Um, I'm guessing there's some more Jersey boys out there somewhere. Um, so yeah, two underscores in between the uh, the words there. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just on Instagram. Um, like I say, we would like to get more involved in YouTube and podcasts and things like that and we might do maybe next year but yeah at the moment it's just on the insta that's perfectly fine that's a great place to be and i think that's where the main definitely. shirt collecting world go to um yeah definitely i i you say you want to get into podcasts you are more than welcome back on at any point uh if there's any anything specific you want to talk about we you know we're very this is a very generic conversation but mm. i've always you, we've just released that podcast and we go into quite a lot of detail into lower league German goalkeeper shirts, um, oh, more in particular <laughs> St. Pauli. So, you know, yeah. if there's any, if you find yourself, in fact, what a great idea. Come on in a few weeks time, a few months time when you've grown your American shirts and come and talk to us about those. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I've always loved MLS. I've got family in Kansas in America um, and I've been to an MLS game and yeah, it, again, it's one of those things that I never really realized the community out in America. So um, yeah, I've got some great shirts to show. So yeah, yeah, I'd love to be on again and, uh, and show you them. 
Okay, well, we'll, we'll pencil it in. Uh, cool. For now, Darren, it has been a pleasure. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, big fan of your podcast. And uh, it, it took a few weeks of us getting on here, didn't we, with, with uh, our diaries uh, conflicting. But yeah, I'm glad I got on. And uh, yeah, it was great to have a chat with you, mate. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, for now, bye-bye. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. What, Mark, you weren't there. You've had a listen. What did you think? I I love the chat. Of course, I love the chat. Um, obviously, I'm favouring uh, I'm favouring Darren in a in a big way after his uh, after his um, complimentary comments on the Arsenal kits. So uh, he he I don't know whether he was sort of going for some brownie points there with me, but. Um, but yeah, big big thumbs up for that. But generally speaking, I, I yeah I enjoyed the chat. I thought it was really interesting because um, obviously him and uh, Michael, um, his sort of uh, compatriot, I guess. Um, you know, when he talks right at the start about you know their little project being something that was sort of you know born out of having a bit more time during lockdown and you know wanting to just sort of share a bit of a passion that they've got. And I thought that was really interesting, and it's. it's it's, I guess it's a theme with a few of the people that we've, that, well, that we've, that you've spoken to. Um, and ours is the same story, isn't it? You know, we just decided whenever it was earlier on this year that, you know, let's, let's do this and see if we can kind of have some fun with it. And so, yeah, it, I, I like the idea that there are people, you know, like us, like Darren and Michael, you know, that are just sort of jumping in and, you know, doing, doing something that they that they like doing and being you know involved within this community and and so on so so yeah i thought that obviously resonated quite a lot um given that the the setup was um you know the setup of their profile was similar in a way to ours um yeah i mean a few sort of uh, highlight of highlighted things that I have sort of written down here. I mean, obviously he's a, I mean, <laughs> couldn't really escape the fact that he's a West Ham fan. Um, <laughs> obviously hugely passionate. And obviously when you guys were talking about, um, you know, looking back at like the famous West Ham kits and I was thinking, um, you know, I'd actually written down, I think a few minutes before you'd actually got on to talking about it, I thought, Oh, well I'll have a little play around and I'll try and have a think myself on, on what the, what the famous i think you asked what the uh you know famous sponsors um famous sponsors have been and i wrote down the two that he mentioned you know your dagon and motors and yeah and the uh, doc martin the the, the, the I, I thought that was just i mean th those to me were always just the iconic um you know the iconic ones um really? for some reason and i'm glad that julian dix got a mention because he is always the random West Ham player that I always think of. And the reason for that is that he was just always the one that I, th I thought his name was funny when I picked up the sticker books. And it would always just be, ah, Julian Dix, <laughs> funny. Um, to your points, to both your points, um, obviously lockdown has been an incredibly hard time for everybody but it's so nice that such wonderful things have come from it. And I think that's fair to say. I think I would have said that before to Chris and to Asa um, and to, to ourselves, you know, it, it, I think you and I would have done this anyway, 
but maybe just the spare time we had made us think about doing it because we'd always talk about these things anyway so yeah. yeah that's the kind of wonderful thing that came out of the pandemic not that you know there were many wonderful things but there's there's been a few little things that are good and then on your note about the shirt sponsors i mean they are as iconic as any other shirt sponsor that you can name when it comes to a football team be it jvc be it sharp be it goodyear be it brother be it holston are you yeah. I, I don't even i've just told you those and you could all you can tell me already what teams were sponsored by that yeah exactly you know <clears throat> and that's that's wonderful yeah, it's interesting as well that when you really think about the fact that those are like brands that sell their own products as well, or, you know, maybe they don't, some of them don't sell their products, but like services, like thinking about like advertising on football shirts. And like, I think maybe we don't think about that as much. Like JVC is such a popular shirt. Like I think of it as a shirt sponsor, probably before I think of it as a videotape manufacturer oh my or, gosh. you know. I've just realised something you've made me realise is that during that era of Man United versus Arsenal, you were JVC. Man United was sharp. Both like kind of video tape companies competing <laughs> against each other. It wasn't just a battle of the best teams. It was a battle of the best videotapes. It was. Who won? I don't know. I think, I think I they're th probably still probably still both uh, both around. Um, yeah, that's a, what a boring <laughs> conversation that is. Right, um, uh, come on, shake that off. Yeah, give me some more thoughts. Um, something also that really resonated with me when he was talking about, um, you know, buying buying shirts on holiday. Yes. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting little thing that he mentioned because one of my like really lasting memories, I think, we went used to go on family trips to Spain all the time. Um, and I remember one time, probably when I was about 10 or 11, maybe we went on a holiday to Spain and I always remember my dad saying, oh, we'll buy you a real, I think my dad really liked Zinedine Zidane, um, obviously cause he's like so classy and a great player. Um, uh, apart from when he headbutted that guy, but you know, we'll, we'll maybe skip over that. Adds um, to his legend. It does add to his legend. Um, and my dad always said, oh, we're going to buy you a Real Madrid shirt. We're going to get Zidane on the back. Uh, and we just never, like, the, we never really got around to it. Like, couldn't find the time to either go to the shop or, like, you know. I think they were actually selling them in the airport. They, maybe we, I think we flew to Madrid Airport. And they, um, and they, they had a Madrid, Real Madrid uh, shop in the airport. And maybe we, I think we just didn't have the time to get it. Um, but I, I always remember that because I was like, how cool would it have been to have a Real Madrid shirt with Zidane on the back? Um, but, but then he talked about sort of in his more kind of adult life and, uh, you know, buying shirts from teams that he's seen and that, that sort of thing. And I, yeah, that made me think about last year when I was in, um, in Lanzarote and I was really close to buying a Lanzarote shirt um i didn't like they were selling them in the market that i was in uh they're like i mean it's obviously a very small team yeah um and they were selling them in you know they had like an official like club stand in the market that i was in but you know didn't 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 get around to getting one but it is something that i've done before isn't it because we we own the same shirt don't we we do from one of my from one of my one of my trips uh 
we well, I, you can explain the show that that, that 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 we've both got, if you like. Well, do you know what this ties in brilliantly to another part that we talked about because uh, people that don't know uh, around was it Christmas time two three years ago, Mark went traveling for a bit and he went to india <laughs> i love it like <laughs> well I don't know, what do you say like for those people that don't know or like, like we've never spoken about that before like like that was like the first thing <laughs> uh, everyone must know this fact anyway sorry Karen. we may have talked about it we may not have we might only have my mom listening that might already know this story um so who knows uh, ladies and gentlemen mark went on holiday for a long period of time and he went to india um and before he went to india me and mark and our friend had a night of dinner and watched a film uh, which we'll talk about in a moment uh and when mark came back after visiting the taj mahal um he bought me back a football shirt which i'd never seen before and it was fc goa and it, I think, I believe you picked it out because you saw the orange and thought, I know a guy all like that. <laughs> Me. And yeah. I did. I did like it. I love it. It's part of my shirt collection. And um, kind of started to fuel that fire between us in that kind of love of football shirts, especially ones that you don't see in the mainstream. Yeah, that's true, actually. <clears throat> that's true. And it's such a, I mean, it's, it was actually the 2018-19 home shirt, I think. Um, but I mean, look, football shirts in the football shirts we were looking at there, I mean, they cost like next to nothing, you know, a couple of, couple of what would be the equivalent of, I think, a couple of quid. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, I cannot, uh, I cannot pass on this opportunity um so yeah i what a shirt and uh, so obviously uh, coming back to the interview with uh with darren it's something i didn't realize i did but apparently i do do so do do ah and so the bit that uh, we just said before we came on air that you laughed at a lot is to do with uh the film so again before mark left we had a bit of a kind of a going away dinner where we came around we cooked some nice food we ate some nice food drank some lovely wine and i said guys there is this film that is set at upton park and we need to watch it and it did not disappoint did it uh, no, it, it it really didn't. Um, it's yeah. What's it called again? Final score. Final score. Oh dear lord! Final score. Because um, I always knew that they uh, that they essentially demolished Upton Park, didn't they? Um, and I think so. Yeah. They and because I remember when the videos came out of that, and I was like, surely that must be fake or something, and. Uh, and yeah, the film with um, Baptista or whatever his name is, and uh, Brosnan. Yeah. I mean, I've forgotten a lot of it because it was, in my opinion, not good. Oh no, um, no, yes, uh, it's not a good film. He drove his motorbike on the roof of the stadium or something, didn't he? He did. 
Yeah, um, yeah, not good. I don't know how I'd feel about um, if they ever did that to Highbury. I think I think I'd be a bit sad about them just blowing it up like that. Did you ever see that film? Mur- was it Murder at Highbury or something like that? Uh, there is a, there a, is a, the really old one. It's, it's old the, from the like twenties. Um, the hybrid, uh, what's it called? Hybrid murder, I think it's called. No, I've not seen it. Um, in answer to your question, maybe we should have a uh, maybe we should have a podcast separate to this one, where we watch and talk about football films or loosely football-based films. Mm. No, the Arsenal Stadium mystery. That's what it's called. The Arsenal Stadium mystery. There we go. The Arsenal Stadium mystery is a mystery film. And there's a bit Wherein of murder. football is the central element in the plot. Really interesting. It's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's from 1939. Be very interested to watch it. Can you watch it? And maybe we can talk about it in a few weeks' time. I can. I mean, God knows where I'd find it, but Good I can point. give it a go. If you can't, anyone listening, give us a shout out. Tell us it where you can also, find it. It is a book. It is a book. So it was a, the, the film was adapted from a book. So maybe I, I mean, read the book. I can't read so. You can't read. I don't read too good. Yeah, I don't read good. Anyway. Yeah, so all in all, my personal feeling towards our little chat was just two guys who love doing what they're doing. Mm. And he kind of then started, like, you know, first of all, it started off as just collecting shirts. uh, And that's kind of, you know, moved on. He's now focusing some of his passion towards... Um, the American shirts. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. An interesting project that he's obviously working on because um, <clears throat> I love the idea of him trying to collect every every shirt because it's not like in the UK or in anywhere really that, you know, teams come and go in the US, don't they? And they, yeah. they're in, as he said, there are new teams popping up all the time. And there are teams that get sort of absorbed by other teams and that sort of thing. So what a, what a fun and, and interesting project that is to try and collect one shirt from every team I, that's ever existed. I think, obviously, it's going to be harder to do the teams that don't exist anymore. But yeah. I wonder whether he sets himself a rule. And I should have asked him this, but I didn't think about it till just now. Because, because all the current shirts are being made by Adidas, you can go onto the MLS website and literally handpick everyone from the MLS shop. Yeah. And then you'd have 30-odd teams delivered to your door. Mm. After, of course, being, I bet, £10,000 less. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so I wonder if he set a rule of being like, only a certain amount from a certain year or only buying from Instagram or eBay. Or yeah. Depop yeah, I guess that. so. Well, I'd like to think so. Otherwise there's no point in doing it. Cause you can literally just go to the supplier straight away. Can't you? And be, yeah. Boom. Give me one of everything. I'll have one, of, <laughs> one of everything, please. Um, but yeah, he, he, I mean, as I, as I sort of quickly brushed over at the start, he, uh, he obviously got some brownie points with me cause he was talking about his favorite, uh, you know, his favourite non-West Ham kits and uh, obviously gave a little shout-out to the Arsenal stuff this year, which is uh, which is nice. I, I love that he referred to, and maybe it was you who made the comment, but re- referred to the, the sort of Puma years as the dark years, which sort of made me chuckle a little bit because the kits that they put out 
there was one or two that weren't bad, but largely they were they were not good. Um, I think Wait. there was one. Go on. Go on. No, no. 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 <laughs> uh, oh, just the the one the one really that. In fact, there were two that that stick in my mind. Um, one of them was the kit that we wore uh, when we beat Man United in the FA Cup at Old Trafford, um, which was the goal that Danny Welbeck scored. Uh, the other one was, um, in fact, it, the, the game reminds me, the game that I think about when I, um, when I think of this kit was actually a game that Arsenal played against West Ham, which was in 2016 when... Uh, I think we beat them 5-0 or something and Sanchez scored a hat-trick. That's yellow, uh, yellowy with grey trim. It's quite nice. But yeah, I mean, largely our kits were pretty bad at that during during those years. Um, I do believe that when we get back to our normal kind of telling of football shirts, then I will have a yellow Arsenal kit to talk about. Ooh, that's exciting. Mm, yeah. You know how to wet my whistle. <laughs> I do. Um, oh, and finally... The title of the episode. Yeah, I can wet your whistle. Um, <laughs> finally, kind of something that we have just discussed before, the Payet shirt, he called it. Mm. I don't know if, if you remember that goal at all, but... Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, you oops. just got... I mean, I, I could have gone either way. <laughs> Yeah, you I mean, of course, no. yeah. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I yeah, think I do. it was that season that uh, it was Wayne Hennessy conceded that goal against Deli Alley, where Deli Alley chips it up. Oh, it over. yeah. He conceded the scorpion kick against Giroud and <laughs> conceded that free kick against Dimitri Payet. All in one season. So, what, they were all against Crystal Palace? Yep, and they're all against Wow. Uh, Wayne Hennessy, I mean... ex-Wolves goalkeeper. I mean, what can you do about that? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're all perfectly good goals. Nothing you could do about them, but just there's a stat for you. Yeah, that's actually a good, uh, good little, uh, good little fact there. But yes, yeah, so the kind of irking on what we we're talking about before about iconic shirts for players and goals. That yeah. that goal is, I can't really think. It's probably the Decanio kind of wickedy wackedy kick that he did. Yeah, the old like double the double leg kicky. flicks situation, whatever. The fuck I prefer that was. I prefer wickety wackety. Yeah, very good. Um, but and I, you know, apologies any West Ham fans. There might be some fantastic goals you scored previously, but I don't remember them. There's just that one and Dimitri Payet's free kick. <laughs> just that's it. <laughs> but that's the kind of, you remember iconic goals, don't you? And, yeah, you do. Yeah. And I don't really remember that many from West Ham, so. But, you know, there's two, which is two more than I can remember from Crystal Palace. So, yeah. Big miss from Les Ferdinand. I know that one for Crystal Palace. Oh, I don't know that one. Comedy miss where he, they, all, they all miss. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you, Darren and the Jersey Boys. Um, yes. Like I said, love to have you back on when you get your uh, your American shirts like taking off we want to we want to see him we want to hear about him yeah like a show and tell or something oh a show and tell that sounds oh nice. yeah before we go i have one more shirt that i'd like to just show you and show the the, 
the viewers and the public, and I want to get your opinion on it. Yes. It came from a tweet that I saw. Do you like okay. Scandinavian knitwear? Question mark. Uh, Do you love um, football? <laughs> Question mark. Yes. I believe yes. you're a yes to both of those because I've seen you in big knitwear and I've yeah. seen you in football shirts. Then yes. FK Haugsund, apologies for anybody yeah. who's Norwegian and I've spelled doing it wrong, have got the, the kit just for you. It's um, first of all, I will say it's for a good cause. It's a one-off kit that they'll wear against Bodo Glimt. Uh, it's raising funds for the local Red Cross. And Mark, I've just done a lot of talking. Why don't you tell the lovely listeners what shirt you're looking at? Whew, okay, uh, it's sort of like a Christmas jumper, I guess, in that sort of shapey design. Um, That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It is, it's got a lot of sponsors on, that's for sure. I mean, the main, I guess the main, if you had to describe the color is blue, mainly, with hints of red and white. Um, it almost also looks a bit like a barcode um, in, in a way. That's, um, I mean, yes, I guess behind it, yeah. Um, but it's, it, <sighs> I'm finding it difficult I, I, to I feel you're, you're having difficulty explaining this. Um, not am. only, not only, if you can remember the um, the tuxedo shirt kit, which I don't think we've really talked about, but people of who know football shirts know about it. Um, mm. If you think about the, um, the 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 we give our skin muscle shirt, if you mm. think about the prawn sh- shirt, it is an image on the shirt that is made to look like something. And this shirt has been designed. It's obviously a football shirt material, but it's designed to look like a woolen knitted Christmas jumper. Yes. And much like your nan would knit. Yeah. uh, With the pattern that she got from the Woolworths catalog or, or, you know, the the knitting uh, section in, boots i don't know something like that <laughs> uh, that's the that's the design that's the pattern it's that classic one it's got like four or five different sections of the inverted covers jumper that has different yep. designs uh starting off with a very heavy blue into a zigzag pattern little circles lines and then some red kind of diamonds underneath yeah um you did a much better job of explaining that than i did <laughs> i've had longer to look at it you literally had 10 like five minutes so. yeah, that's true uh personally i like it it's busy it's busy there's a lot of sponsors as well there's a lot of sponsors uh but it's different it's gimmicky though it is gimmicky i don't know i'm Um, not sure about it i just think because it's for a good cause i kind of have a soft spot for it i guess that's true <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I, I'm 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 leaning towards uh, being more lenient on it, the because it's it's got a meaning, but it's also going to go to a good cause. So that 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 gives a few kind of bonus points, I think, for me. Right, I think you're right there. Yeah. Um, that's it. We're done. Time to We're wrap done. up the show. Uh, Mark Stern, can you, first of all, remind listeners what we've got coming up in the next podcast? Oh, yeah. Well, I've been doing uh, plentiful research because we're going to talk about the football shirts of fictional 
teams, aren't we? Or we are. Fi- fi- fictional football shirts, I suppose they are. Um, and I've got some corkers lined up. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, now, I've got some good stuff. The reason why we're telling you, and I've given you a, two weeks to prepare, not you, Mark, but you, the listener, is because we would love for you to get involved. I've already yeah. had a few people DM us on Instagram. But if you do want to get in contact with us and tell us what shirt you liked, and I did say last week that it's quite niche, so I'm opening up to be a few more different sports that we might talk about, might talk about, then do get in contact. Yes. Mark. Shirts pod. Well done. And On the Instagram and all the wonderful, one. not there, there's no there. Wonderful football shirts at gmail.com. He's <laughs> nailed it. I thought you were going to just, uh, I thought you were going to mess thought it up. I was going to mess it up there. Nah, come on. <laughs> Give him a bit of credit. Okay, guys, it has been a pleasure. Thanks uh, to Darren as thank well. You to Darren, Thanks to yeah. you for, the, for hosting the wonderful chat. Uh, we need to now organize a, a night that we're going to record this and maybe a beer or two with it. Oh, could be fun. Could be fun. Could All right. Fun. It will. Do you know what, Mark? With you, it's always fun. It will. Whether be fun. It, whether it's half an hour here or there, whether it's ten minutes that we get to record and then a break in ten minutes, whether it's whatever. It's always fun. It's always fun. I love you, buddy. It, I miss you. <laughs> it, I mean, echoed. I miss you too. Uh, obviously, of course, love you. A uh, long time, and I will see you in a few weeks when I come back for Christmas. Whoop whoop. That's a few weeks, you know. Let's say six weeks, but whatever. All right, say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Sorry, I threw the elbow at you then, didn't I?